Hey guys, guess who's coming back to town? That's right. George Springer and the Blue Jays are coming back to town. And I can't wait to see uh, number four, whatever he is with the Blue Jays now. And we got a special guest and we'll talk about the Blue Jay series on this edition of Locked on Astros podcast. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. Brett's at the game right now, and we're recording this on Sunday night, and I've got a special guest. He's all the way up in, I'm not sure, I'm not sure where he's at. We'll ask him in a second, but Craig Ballard from the Locked On Blue Jays podcast. He's one of the newer hosts. Uh, so where can he find you on Twitter? Uh, my, my personal Twitter is at Craig Ballard 77, and then you see the Locked On Jays right there. I got caught, Eric, on Twitter because I'd rather it be Locked On Blue Jays, but that's one letter too much for Twitter. So oh, that was oh, some, some, some frustration there. So, yeah, so on Twitter, Locked On Jays. Yes. And so, guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day on YouTube. Make sure you keep on subscribing. Make sure you give us a big fat thumbs up. And uh, everydayers, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Go and continue to listen. Go and listen to Craig over at the Locked On Blue Jays podcast if you're listening as a Blue Jays fan. And uh, as the Astros fans, I don't think we have any bad blood towards the Blue Jays. Uh, at least not for a while. I know that they do have some <laughs> histories in the past, but uh, right now y'all are okay. And uh, Thank you. We'll, we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about the series. I mean, you're not the Yankees. You're not the Dodgers. Oh. And you're well, not the yeah. Rangers. So, yeah. So I, I guess that y'all are I for right now. But you Let's know go. what, guys? That today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of being an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download this game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up in the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game. So, all right, Craig, tell me about this Blue Jays team. I mean, Jose Barrios is going to pitch in this yep. series. What the heck did the Blue Jays do to him? Did they break him? Boy, oh boy. So coming out the gate with a million dollar question. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I know. That's yeah, all I want yeah, to know about. Yeah. Well, first of all, we can do some housekeeping here. So George Springer is still wearing number four for okay, the Blue yes. Jays, just like with you guys. And yes, I, I am in Mississauga right beside you. It's part of Toronto. So yes, so yeah, we can do some housekeeping there. But yes, Jose Barrios. Wow, wow, wow. You, the definition of feast or famine as a Toronto Blue Jay. As a Minnesota twin, he seemed like the definition of steady Eddie. You, right. you know, that mid, that ERA was going to be in the mid threes every season. He's come to Toronto. Last season, he had, I believe it was 17 starts where he allowed two earned runs or less. That's stellar. That's a yes, please. The issue, Eric, is he had nine starts where he allowed at least five runs last season. And we've seen some of that bleed into this season where Jose Barrios is getting himself in trouble, has gotten himself into trouble, continues to get himself into trouble. Eric, he's not riding any ships. 
when he gets first and third one out, he's not getting that double play ball or that pop-up. He's not stranding that runner. That one run is coming in. And the problem, Eric, it doesn't stop there. It's not one runs going on the board and Jose Barrio starts. When he's off, it's that, that one run inning becomes a three run inning, becomes a four run inning. You're going to see uh, some, some more hits in there, some more walks and some home runs in there. His four seam fastball, UGLY, it ain't got no alibi. It's ugly. I believe opponents are hitting the last time I checked. Now, he was better with it last time out against Tampa the other day. But prior to that, opponents were hitting over 400 against that four seam fastball. It is just sitting right down the middle. And you'd think, Eric, Sure, it's, it's down the middle, but it's at 96. You'd think it still has some value. It's getting absolutely smashed. His slurve continues to be a top-tier pitch in all of baseball. He's getting as many strikeouts with his slurve as his other pitches combined. The problem is his other pitches have been so ineffective that he's just not able to set up enough batters to have the slurve carry the day for him. He's not able to set up enough batters to have the slurve get him out of trouble. So it's the crooked number innings. Coming off his best start of the season, Eric. So that's not good news for, for your Strohs. It was against Tampa. His his he, he's the one, Eric, that broke Tampa's thirteen and zero oh, string okay. for crying out loud. Wow. Like do you believe? Yeah, <laughs> do you believe that one? Yes. But yeah, Berbrio has been very up and down. I know we'll get to that matchup. That's the uh, that's the Wednesday game against Garcia. I, I know we'll get to that. But I mean, spoiler alert: uh, Chaz McCormick will be brought up as will Kyle Tucker. Those are two guys that have always hit Barrios well. But I know we'll get to that. But sort of long story short on Barrios, yeah, the 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 consistency hasn't been there. When he's on, he is the Jose Barrios. You're asking, hey, did you break this guy? He is still that Jose Barrios, but far too often. And Eric, the problem is. The Blue Jays re-upped with him on a seven-year contract a whole year earlier than when they even had to start having they, a, a, a year left in his contract. And, and I can't right. come down on the Blue Jays for that because at the time, that would be hindsight by me, right? At the time, I thought that was two thumbs way up. Now it's looking like we have another six years with this. It, it, it's not going to promote the <laughs> regrowth, Eric. I'll say that. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we might as well just talk about this matchup on uh, Wednesday because Luis Garcia is not having a good season himself. He's 0-2 with a 7.71 ERA. He's His whip is 1.86. He does Jeez. have 15 strikeouts in 14 innings, but his velocity is down. He's not getting the same movement on the pitches, and a lot of people are saying it's uh, because he's not allowed to do the rockabye baby um, mm. motion anymore. And But he's just he's a lot more hittable. Like Opponents are hitting 322 off of him this Goodness. year, and – it's just crazy how he was one of our more reliable pitchers last year, but now it's just, he's allowed 12 earned runs in 14 innings, three home runs. It's just not the same guy. And he has seven walks already. And that's something that he always prided himself on. So if you look at this matchup, this could be a matchup where it could be either a well-pitched game when both guys just go ahead and say, you know what? this is what I'm doing wrong. Let's fix it. Or this could be home run derby on Wednesday. And, and I know this, that's the third and final game of the series. So we're sort of going backwards there, but that is the important game, this game. Cause I could totally see Eric, this series being at one, I could see the winner right. of that Wednesday game winning this series. And I know wit uh, Merrifield has hit well against the Garcia. I'll look for that. I know Springer has hit well against Garcia. I'll look for that. Two home you runs, just said yeah. wit. What's that? Sorry. Yeah, Springer had two home runs. He's yes. batting 750 against Luis Garcia, two home runs. Is that good? Is that going to work? My goodness. It's only Holy four God, right? bats. I mean, <laughs> yeah, true, true. Yes. 
but but the uh, w- w- I've seen Garcia uh, twice this season, and you just said the stats that 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 really backed up the mind's eye. I haven't felt like he's been sharp. I, I haven't felt like he's been pinpoint in that strike zone, pounding right. the strike zone. So similar to Barrios, the pitches that where he'd be successful because he's setting guys up to get that strike three, it's just not happen. It just just hasn't happened for him. So I'm not even surprised to hear you say his ERA is up in the high sevens. My goodness. And you know what's so funny? That's the third game of the series. The first game of the series is Kevin Gosman. Well, those are the two pitchers that Major League Baseball was using as the example of windups that aren't allowed anymore. To yeah. your point, it seems like it's really affected Garcia. I got bad news for you guys on Monday night, Eric. It has not affected Kevin Gosman. Yeah, that's what it looks like. His ERA is 1.35, 25 strikeouts. So he's one and one. And Christian Javier, he his he's kind of had an up and down season so far. His velocity is down a little bit. A lot of people are saying, well, he got the contract extension. Maybe he's just wow. he's not feeling it. But uh, he his his velocity is down a little bit too. So a lot of people are pointing to the fact that. The World Baseball Classic, Barrios didn't look good out th- over there. Garcia didn't look too good out there. Um, Javier didn't have a lot of pitching time. Up. I mean, he actually pitched pretty well in the World Baseball Classic, but this kind of disrupted a lot of their spring training, and this is the first time Christian Javier is actually starting for a whole season. So it just kind of like as a GM, sometimes you have to kind of make the tough decisions and – um, it's kind of like if you want to be a GM, like Dana Brown, I don't know who Blue Jays GM is. We'll have to talk about that in a second. But uh, if you want to play pro baseball GM, it's one of the coolest games I've played a long time. I thought it could be a good GM. I know a lot of y'all think uh, you're the couch GMs, but this game allows you to manage every stra- strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a dynasty. In this simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managed through difficult personalities and injuries, whatever it is. And all this in a challenging and realistic game world. I know that Brett and I are playing against Ethan from Locked On Pirates, and we're always competing against each other saying, so what'd you do this week, Ethan? And he, he'll tell us and we'll tell him. So it's just good, something that you could do with your friends as well. So um, make sure that you uh, Locked On Astros listeners or Locked On Blue Jay l- listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out to download the game. Just visit probaseball.com, uh, scan the code or look it up in the app store. That's probaseballgm.com, ultimate baseball GM start your dynasty today. So what's the GM over there? Who's the GM over there with the blue Jays? Ross Atkins, and in my opinion, Eric, the Blue Jays have never been in better hands. The, the, the They won back-to-back World Series in the 90s with Pat Gillick and Paul Beeson with that regime. But this regime right now, Mark Shapiro and, and, uh, and Ross Atkins, they've built for the first time in franchise history a sustainable contender, Eric. So that's what I'm so excited about these guys. And, and I, I know we'll, we'll move on to something, but I just wanted to mention here when, when you talk about, because uh, we're talking about Christian uh, Javier, I saw his last start and I thought he was completely unrecognizable. I want, I'm going to guess that was his worst start of the, uh, of yes. the season. Mm-hmm. But the guy to watch here, Eric, for, for, your, for the Astro fans and for the Blue Jay fans, Kevin Kiermeyer has hit, has hit uh, Christian uh, Javier, but uh, Whit Merrifield in 2021 as a Kansas City Royal took him deep last season as a Kansas City Royal, took him deep in this ballpark at Minute Maid, at Minute Maid. So really hoping to, no no offense to you, Eric, don't hang up on me here, but really hoping to see a three-peat as far as. 
No, no, no. I, I, no, I, it's my own fault. It's my own fault. No. <laughs> For those of y'all listening uh, um, on the podcast audio version, I just muted him. So. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. So uh, Merrifield has two home runs. And also if you're um, Jansen has a home run yeah. and Matt Chapman and Kevin Biggio also has a home run as well. So uh, those are guys that have had some, some success against Christian Javier. And if you're looking at Gosman, Gosman is uh, he's I'm glad that he's kind of developed into that pitcher that everybody thought he could be when he first came up. Um, so Tucker in four bats is batting 750. Granted, small sample size. Alex Bregman is batting 167, but he does have a home run. So mm -hmm. that's a plus. And Jose Abreu has faced him a lot in 11 bats. He's batting 273. So not much success mm -hmm. against Kevin Gossman. But Gossman is one of those pitchers that uh, the Astros tend to struggle against. So this will be an interesting type of game. Um, so uh, especially depending on what happens in, in tonight's games. I'm, I'm watching the Rangers game yeah. <laughs> right now. And so uh, they're getting shut out right now. Well, I guess both sides are shutting out. You're lucky that you're missing from Valdez. He is on yeah. top of his game tonight. Do not think I did not notice that, Eric. Do not think I did not notice that. I wish I could say you guys are lucky you're missing Alec Manoa, but he struggled mightily. I definitely noticed we'll miss Valdez. And you mentioned Gosman. I want to mention, Eric, for your for the Locked On Astros fans here. I want to get them set for this series because there are two animals coming to town that you have not seen. You've seen these people, but you've not seen these versions. The last okay. time Gosman was on this mound was 2017 as a Baltimore Oriole. Baltimore Orioles weren't even didn't, didn't even allow him to throw his splitter. His splitter right now is as good a pitch as there is in all of baseball. So you're going to see a very difficult Kevin Gosman on Monday. But I want to touch on Bo Bichette, Eric. Bo Bichette, traditionally in April is, I mean, I'd rather have your eye at the plate. Traditionally in April, he has been dreadful, absolutely putrid. Last September, he hit over 400. He just caught absolute fire. And I want to tell you, he's brought that in, that approach. He's brought that to this season and is on absolute fire. The, the, the Jays always travel to Houston in April. So you guys, Eric, you've only ever seen April Bow that reeks. Wait till you see this guy that's coming to town this week, Eric. Well, for that matter, um, Cal Tucker has always struggled in April, but he's off to a pretty strong April this year. So the who's struggling mm. really bad right now is Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman took 53 at-bats to hit his first extra base hit, which was a home run. Oh. He had back-to-back -back days with home runs. And so uh, he's still uh, struggling a little bit, but he's still getting walks. And Alvarez is leading baseball, I believe, with RBIs. And he missed – almost all of spring training with a hand injury. And he only played, I think a total of six games in spring training. So, uh, but it's just amazing what this guy can do. And uh, then Jose Abreu, a lot of Astros fans are saying this was a big waste of money. Wow. Uh, he's not doing anything. Uh, he is getting on base, but he's just not doing any type of power. He did have a RBI double the other day, but no home runs yet. So I'm going to give this guy a little bit more time, sure. but, um, Everybody's like, well, we should have signed Yuli because he hit a home run the other day. Well, is that? No. <laughs> I mean, you no. don't really sign a player just because he hit one home run. No. Abreu would be fine, but I think that this will be a good early test because Blue Jays are 10 and 6, I believe. Yes. The Astros are, um, depending on what happens with this game, they're, they've got a losing record right now, but. I'm not too worried about that. They are seven and eight right now, depending on what happens with this game right here. 
Well, I'll mention the, uh, a few things there. You, 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 first of all, you touched on Abreu. I'll tell you, from somebody on the outside looking in, I'm significantly more concerned about the Houston Nationals with Jose Abreu at first base than Gurriel. All due respect to Gurriel, and I mean significantly. But Alvarez and Bregman, I'm concerned. We haven't touched on this middle game yet with Chris Bassett against Urquidy. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about Al. Well, I'm concerned about Alvarez 24-7. If he's, I mean, he, he, this, this guy's special. But Bregman? Because I've noticed the slow start Bregman's off to, and he's hit Bassett very well in his career. I'm concerned that Bassett actually has the cure for what ails Bregman. You're, you're, you're awesome, Eric. The Locked On Astros, the fan base, I'm sure everybody's awesome. So I uh, fine, I can cheer for Bregman to get right. But as of Thursday, as of Thursday, Eric, go ahead and get right. I, I'm concerned about this middle game. Bassett against Arkady. Wit, Wit Merrifield again. Here's a guy you're going to have to contend with. He's he's hit well in this ballpark before. Springer. We mm-hmm. talked about he's he's hit Urquidy well also, but from from a, a Blue Jays standpoint, Eric, get a set for that middle game. What what should we be concerned about? What should we be looking for in that matchup uh, against Jose Urquidy? Well, Urquidy has um, been one of the most consistent Astro starters so far, and he uh, a lot of people are like, why is he the number three starter? He wasn't even a starter at the end of the season. You moved him to the bullpen just because you had Hunter Brown come on, and Hunter Brown mm. looked really good the other day. And but so, but he's been very consistent. He just throws strikes, and um, a lot of teams don't do good with that. A lot of opposing teams. So I know that um, if you're looking at um, who's had success, um, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. has two home runs against him. And if you're looking up and down, Merrifield batting 667, Springer has a home run against him. Bo Bichette has a home run. But um, Abreu is batting 231 against Chris Bassett. But the Chris Bassett is, um, I think he played for the A's before, yeah. but he is a pitcher that the Astros have taken care of in the past. and uh, Or he's kind of been, he's shut them down. But Alvarez is batting 400 with three home runs and seven RBIs and only 10 at bats. So that's pretty good. And, but then the rest of them are kind of like, I know Bregman's batting 294. That's what you're just kind of alluding to mm. with three home runs. Well, Bassett's done well against the rest though. Bassett yeah. has done well against the rest of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, you're no, right. You, but it's just, it's just Alvarez and Bregman, I think. And then Tucker yeah. has a home run. And 14 at bats, but he's batting 143. So maybe Bassett is uh, pitched better against the Astros now. I remember, but his ERA so far this year is one is 763 with a one and two record, 12 strikeouts. So now, truth be told, a lot of that was from that from that first start. And uh, yeah, Tucker. No matter what the stats are with Tucker, how could you not be concerned? He's awesome. Alvarez is awesome. The the uh, wanted to ask about. Oh, I lost what I wanted to talk about there. The shift. Uh, like is the shift affecting how um, them getting hits? Oh sure, yeah. No, we can get into that for sure. W- w- what is happening w- with that Houston offense right now? With 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 these new rules in Major League Baseball? Thank you, Rob Manfred. Okay. <laughs> well, if you're looking at um, Kyle Tucker and Alvarez, that they had the most hits taken away last year, or uh, historically because wow. of the shift. And so, yes, even today, Alvarez got a hit today. And if the shift was on, then that would have been directly to second baseman and right and um, right center field or wherever it was. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, uh, they it is helping them. And if you're looking at steals, steals are up across baseball, of course. Um, it's probably going to be a record pace of steals. And I think that's what Rob Manfred wanted, more offense, more um, – excitement on the bases just because stolen bases just kind of went away and so now this is a chance for it to kind of make a comeback 
Uh, the Rangers just uh, scored two oh, runs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, the good news is I did remember what I wanted to mention. You, you mentioned Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I would love to get a Houston Astro take on this, Eric, because this is a guy, I mean, I could wax poetically on Vlad, tell the cows come home. Huge fan, and I think you would say, Craig, as well, you should be. He, he'd be like our, our Jordan Alvarez, right? Like it's always right. must watch when, when he's up at the plate. But I'd love to know what Houston thinks about Vlad. And I ask that because in his 26 at-bats in that in Minute Maid ballpark, he's never hit a home run in that ballpark before. So I wonder, I, I, again, I, I know you've not seen the best of Bo Bichette in person. So maybe Astro fans aren't really, aren't that high on Bo Bichette. But I, I would say you haven't seen the best of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in person as well. But from, you know, from the outside, I say, because you're not part of the fan base, right? right. But, you know, from, from the Houston standpoint, what are your thoughts on Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Because he's, he's not been Vladimir Guerrero Jr. against you guys. Well, he's due. Okay. It's going to happen. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can't contain a, a bat like him at, at Minute Maid Park for too long, but he had 48 home runs in 2021, 32 home runs last year. So far, he's got two. So, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to continue. Does that mean he's going to have a home run in this series? Probably. Uh, I know that Urquidy okay. does, uh, because he throws a lot of strikes, he does give up a lot of solo home runs. He doesn't walk a lot of hitters, so that's why I say solo. Um, also, Luis Garcia tends to be a little bit more hittable this year, so I think that um, he, he'll probably give up a home run. Um, Vlad is a, a, a good candidate for that. So I think if you're, you're probably facing uh, two of the more homer-friendly pitchers in the series for the Astros. Okay, so some glass half full there stuff. I love it. Now, Eric, the I mean, Jordan Alvarez has hit so many balls in his career that have that, that, that still haven't landed as we speak right now, have not even landed. Like he's right. Jordan Alvarez has never hit a ball where the crowd leans forward. Oh, that might go. You can, as soon as he makes contact, it, it's it's in another stratosphere. He is incredible. I'm a huge fan. Now, I doubt that you want to give away too many secrets here. But how can the Blue Jays, when, when you've seen teams be successful against Alvarez in the past, what are they doing? Well, it's so rare that that happens. I'll True. talk to you about that <laughs> in a second. But this episode is brought to you by So Rare. Absolutely. One of our new sponsors, Eric, that we're excited about. So So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace tra transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digitally cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. So rare MLB game weeks happen twice weekly, span a three to four day cycle. And at the end of the game weeks, the so rare MLB managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which can include so rare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys. Wow. And VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Wow. Again, prizes may vary depending on the competition. So rare recently partnered with MLB stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in SoRare's current brand campaign and will engage with SoRare community throughout the, throughout the season at MLB events. So head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic, epic rewards. Again, that is SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. And I think at this point, Eric, it's it's only fair to see something so rare in this series, and that's a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. home run at Minute Maid Park. I think that's only fair at this point. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and uh, I think we saw Martin Perez in uh, the Astros versus Rangers kind of take advantage of. I believe it was a slider that was away from him, low, 
And so low in the strike zone, make it something that looks like it's kind of going to strike zone and it's going to break away. I think that's the only way you can get up, get him out is by uh, pitching him away. Uh, that's well, what over that's, is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I've seen. Um, if you pitch it up, he's going to crush it. If you, I mean, even though he had a, a rare like strikeout today that was out of strike zone up and mm -hmm. he just looked at the ump and it was like, what was that? I'm tall. And that was <laughs> way too tall, but uh, he just went to back to the dugout and uh, some, some of the other players were like, yeah, that was up, but he was like, Oh, okay. I'm fine. He's just going to move on. He's not going to, he's not one of those guys that's going to get too uh, razzled and dazzled about a strikeout. But um, the weird thing about this Astros team is they're typically at the bottom of the league in terms of hitter strikeouts, but uh, they were leading baseball for a, a couple of games there, but now they're more in the middle of the pack. And I wouldn't be surprised if towards the end of the season, they're back at the bottom of the baseball. I know they need, um, Altuve back. They need Michael Brantley sure. back. Those two don't strike out a lot. And you saw a lot of uh, people like Alex Bregman and a lot of others like strike out a lot. And Chaz McCormick. Um, I know that you mentioned him in one of the, the um, games having success. I, I think. For real. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he is having some vision problems. So wow. he, he tried to catch a home run or not home run. I think it was home run, but um, then he came right out of the game and we all assumed it was something like a concussion or something. But after a, a little bit later in game, they said that he was just having vision problems. And so he has not played the last two games. So we have Jake Myers in center field and he is a instant rally killer. So oh, wow. uh, it's just, uh, I mean, we when Jake Myers came up, we all rooted for him, and he played good baseball. And but it just ever since he injured his shoulder uh, two years ago in the playoffs, he just hasn't been the same guy that he was when he first came up. That's why Chaz McCormick has kind of worked his way back up into the leadoff spot. But one guy that you probably have not seen before, uh, you mentioned a different animal is Mauricio Dubon. He yeah, has good kind of gone from a super utility guy with the Astros who was batting like in the low two hundreds last year, or maybe even worse, like below the Mendoza line. But he has become a hitting machine. Uh, Dusty Baker has him leading off now. And so while Chaz McCormick's going, um, is hurt or not, uh, can't see things. So Mauricio Devon is just making contact. He's not striking out. And he's doing the best of the opportunity that Jose Altuve's injury is giving him. Wow, great stuff. And Eric, the, the last thing I'd want to know about the Astros is where are you? How do you feel about that bullpen? Uh oh, oh, you, oh, oh, Texas just did something. You just saw something you didn't like. What just happened? Grand slam. <laughs> Goodness, that's that's Nick. under the category of things you didn't like. Holy cow. Hector Neris. Uh, who was that? That better not be Adolis Garcia because Adolis Garcia kills the Astros. He, wow, yeah. he like Albert Poles used to kill the Astros. Uh, Adolis Garcia, but I think that was um, uh, Simeon. Yeah, that was. Yeah, well, that was crushed. Um, that, Boy, you you wish Simeon was still a Blue Jay right yes, in this I, moment right now. Yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> Why don't y'all just trade for him? <laughs> Jeez, so. sorry. Um, all right, so looking at the lineup, um, are there any holes in the Blue Jays lineup? The bottom of the lineup is is bottom th uh, third in a lot of categories. Now, Kevin Kiermaier is off to a very good start, and the base running flexibility at the bottom of this lineup right now is 
unprecedented in Toronto Blue Jay franchise history. And I mean, I'm literally saying that, you know, Kiermaier can run the bases so well at the bottom of that lineup. Uh, Whit Merrifield can run the bases so well at the bottom of that lineup. So that part is exciting. Um, uh, Whit Merrifield is off to a good start. I, I think he's the Blue Jays X factor. I do need to see more from him. Where the issue has been with the lineup, where the hole is right now, is is that eight spot. Uh, Danny Jansen has been just awful. Um, uh, Santiago Espinal has been awful. Santiago Espinal, since the All-Star break last season, remember, he he was an All-Star mm-hmm. in, in 2022. Since the All-Star break, he's hitting 219 with one home run, and that includes the two-for-31 start he's off to this season. Blue Jays just concluded the first homestand of the season uh, earlier today as we taped this on a Sunday and uh, Espinal went 0 for 13 in that homestand. So it's really the only place you can go right now to get an out. The top five in the lineup. Holy moly. Uh, Springer's been been good. Not great, but he's been good. Bo has been on a different planet. Vlad has been on a different planet. And Matt Chapman, you asked earlier at the beginning, hey, what the heck have you guys done to Jose Barrios? Well, the, the exact opposite is what have we done to Matt Chapman? Th- th- this unbelievable and it's and 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 eric where i'm excited about chapman is it feels sustainable because his approach has been so good at the plate it actually feels sustainable so i'm pretty excited about that so is there a place to go at the top of this lineup to get an out i don't see it Uh, once you get in that seven eight spot though if you can get Whit merrifield out the eight spot you're you're going to get out and then you're probably not super concerned about kevin kiermeyer but uh, the, the the bottom of the lineup, as I said, the, the strength there is going to be the base running. This is a different Toronto Blue Jay team than you guys have seen, than, than, than the league has seen in the past. It used to be home run or bust. This lineup now, especially the bottom, is finding ways to manufacture runs. It, it's, it's still a very potent offense, but just scoring way differently, Eric, than they have in the past. Uh, so you're saying that Matt Chapman is going to hit above 400 for the season? I don't is see why not. I don't see why not. No, no. Uh, somebody was <laughs> Tony Gwynn wants to have a word. <laughs> well, yeah, well, geez. Uh, John Olerud. Yeah, there's a few people that, that want to say, Are you kidding? You think that's easy, Craig? My God. No, 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 I don't. But it, uh, I would sign up right now for Matt Chapman at 280. A, a 280 Matt Chapman, he's going to hit home runs in the 30s and he's going to be as good defensively as right. uh, any third baseman in baseball. I'm very excited about the, And the thing, Eric, at, at the beginning of the season, I did a good and bad and ugly from what we saw from the Blue Jays in spring training, Matt Chapman was headlining the ugly category. He hit 200. I don't mean in the 200s. He hit 200 in spring training and didn't even come close to a home run. He was he was working on some new toe taps, a new timing thing that did not go well. It, it, it's, it's as flip a switch as I've ever seen in my years, Eric. He flipped the switch coming into the regular season. The, the Blue Jays uh, opened with a 10-game road trip. He mashed on that road trip and and didn't didn't exactly embarrass himself on this recent six game homestand either. Right. Yeah. So I think this is going to be interesting series because the Astros are getting shut out today and giving up Uh-oh. grand slams and uh, their their trajectory is not on the best side, but it's still early in this this sure. season. So I think that Game Three will kind of be pivotal in this series. Um, I think it's going to be a slugfest, honestly. Um, I think that the Astros will probably win the Christian Javier game, even though Chris Bassett uh, is a interesting cookie. It's going to be game one. Oh, sorry. Game oh, one that's, is that's one. Gosman. Yeah, yeah, Gosman. You're right. Sorry. I was thinking the wrong thing. I think uh, game two is the one I was thinking about with um, Arkady is going to yeah. be uh, the one the Astros do get the victory with because Arkady is getting some pretty good run support and pitching pretty good this year. So I think that game one is going to be interesting with Gosman versus Javier. I think Javier, you mentioned uh, he didn't look right 
uh, he d- mm-hmm. he looked like he was elevating all his pitches and his uh, his velocity was down a little bit too. So it's just something that's a little bit alarming. But I think that he he'll rebound. And so I think game one will be kind of a game that the Blue Jays could win. Um, and I think game two would be a game that the Astros would probably win. Game three is kind of up in the air. It's going to be whichever starter doesn't suck. <laughs> you, you know it's funny eric i'm kind of on the same page with you of all three the, the only thing i would ask i got no problem cheering for christian uh javier to turn it around but turn it around next week eric turn it around next week eric please you've had your recent world series Zuh, plural you've had recent world series is plural come on 2023 gotta be the year of the blue jays eric come on so show some love for your for your friends north of the border eric uh no no, 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 not doing it. Not happening. Okay. You're all right, but we ain't giving you that. So the Astros will be fine. I think it's all said and done. Yep. It's just, uh, they're off to a little bad start. So, um, so I think that this is going to be a two, one victory either way for either Blue Jays or I Astros. I'm not going to yep. even really try to decide who's going to win this. It's, I think they're, the, uh, if you look offensively, the Blue Jays are doing a lot better uh, with batting average, but the home runs, the, batting average are about up to par and if you look at the astros pitching outside of tonight they have a little bit better era than the blue jays uh, i think y'all are at 440 before tonight the astros mm-hmm. are at 345 and so uh, the astros era has been coming down a little bit but um, overall the astros and blue jays do compare pretty well but uh, you got to watch out for mauricio devon and this guy right here uh He's going to ruin the hearts of Blue Jays fans because Uh-oh. he's going to have a, a, a heck of a series. But uh, I think that's all I got. You got anything to close out? No, just the, the, the last time these two were in Houston last season, Jays took two out of three. All three games were one run, though, Eric. All three were excellent oh. games. I, I think that's what we're in for. And you're right. I, I think two out of three. And how could you predict one way or the other? Because you'd have to either bet on Barrios or bet on Garcia, like two really struggling. Right. So, yeah, that third game is going to be a crapshoot. But I, I, I like the Jays on Monday. I'm concerned about Tuesday, and then I, I totally agree, Eric. I think this series is going to come down to Wednesday. Then these two teams will get together later in the season, and then dare I say it, Eric, these two teams will get together in the playoffs. All right, just because I like you, Craig, I'm going to go ahead and give you something to give you some nightmares tonight as I close out the show. Uh-oh. So thank you for making the Locked On Astros podcast and the Locked On Blue Jays <laughs> your first listen every day. For those of you all that don't, um, I can't see it live, um, uh, Jordan Alvarez is on the screen. So uh, he's the most Astros fe- most feared hitter. So yes. uh, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Go and make us your first listen every day on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check us out. And uh, Craig, thank you once again for uh, doing this crossover. And it was great to see um, uh, talk to you and get this all this insight. So um, uh, make sure you all go and subscribe to him, uh, Blue Jays fans. And that's all we got. And we'll see you next time. And go Strips.